Welcome to Boomers with Beverages, also known as the Jim Hardy and Pete Show. Today's special guest is important. She's special, and she's sitting across from me giving me dirty looks. So let's all sit back, relax, grab your favorite beverage, and let's have some fun. And now, your host, Jim Burrows. Good to have everybody back. Uh, Boomers with Beverages, season so I say dos or two? Dos, dos, dos two. Season two dos. dos. What's, a, what's two in Italian, Pete? Due. due. Season due. I like that better. That sounds better. Stagione due. Sta- what's that? Season two in Italian. Okay, thank you. That's pretty good. Lovely. Nice. Well done. Artie, good to see you. Artie Widgery. Good to be seen. Thank nice, you. Uh, nice introduction there. Very, very well you. done. Well, I, I'll do it again later. I, I, I tell you every podcast, <laughs> you ought to think about doing voice work for it. Makes it well, money. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. He's literally had, you've had that voice, I think, since birth. Uh, right? I was the uh, announcer for our minister when I was five years old. Yeah. I used to introduce him. Yeah. You kind of, you kinda, I can kind of see almost like baby Herman. And who framed Roger Rabbit? Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but I can't smoke a cigar anymore. Hey, lady, change my diaper. I like cigars, but I can't smoke them. I, I can see you already announcing his own birth. Yes. <laughs> Here it comes. Stand back. Here I it's go. gonna blow. <laughs> That's so funny. Pete Molina, good to see you. Always great to be here, right in the middle of the uh, French Open. I know. You're excited about that. I I have to ask you a question about that in just a second, but I want to remind everybody uh, about the website, boomerswithbeverages.com. Check it out. uh, We're going through some tweaking with that. We're going to do some interactive kind of fun things on there. You know, a lot more videos, right? We're going to create some really fun stuff. Artie's got... A lot of interesting ideas in his head. Yeah, that's where they're going to stay for a little while. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> okay. No, we need. You we to, just advertise them. They can't stay in their head. We need content. We need and uh, BWB TV, which is on YouTube.com, not YouTube TV. YouTube.com. Yeah. BWB TV. And I know there's like a quicker address and all, but I never have any trouble getting to it with BWB TV. I don't either. It, no. it always pops yeah. up. I always see our videos on there. So. That is something I know we're going to have a lot of fun with because you guys, we've done all these little cooking videos, travel videos, things like that. We're working on some other ideas, right? You got some other thoughts about yes. what we're going to do uh, on as there? As a matter of fact, I've got some stuff that I'm ready to put up here soon. I like it. I got to so. give props to our uh, our behind the scenes guy, Art Baker. Art almost got he almost became the first person involved in our <laughs> podcast to be put on IR. <laughs> And that's you know that's no. something that happens very often. But uh, I'm not sure what. Uh, gymnastic routine he was doing at home but he he, he, was, he got a bump uh, he was on the pommel horse down on the pommel yeah, horse on the pommel, a nice. double a double sukahara with a twist and it was a, over he was a drunk drink isn't it double sukahara with, with a, a twist? twist yes it is yeah sounds good so art is roughing it but he's making it he's doing it he's here he made it doing the podcast so thanks to him taylor scott not sure if he's injured but uh he's also one of our other guys that's responsible for getting our podcast on all the many platforms that you can find it on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. Man, there's so many Soon we're going to be places. on YouTube Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Because that's, uh, it, and has that been around a while, or is this kind of the up-and-coming uh, thing? This is, basically, they're putting it all together. They got it all together, now they're not, now they're marketing it. Because it's been, it's been in a trial for probably two or three years. Very nice. We got a guest coming up, though, in a couple of minutes. Not only is uh, she probably one of the most fascinating people we're going to talk to you in a long time, even though we've talked to Dave the King Wilson, Dave Dugan, but, uh, but Christina and her resume just blows you away. I mean, talk about some impressive stuff. But what I like the most is her last name. Pete, can you say Christina's last name? Villaturo. 
It's pure Italian. Vigliaturo. That is correct. So not, not like they'd say if she was in Alabama. Vigli Adoro? That's right. Okay, Vigli Adoro. <laughs> or, or a lady. Yeah, or a lady. A lady. Yeah, they would be honest and say, look, I can't say your name. How about we just go with Christina? This is yeah, it'd be probably Christina uh, like V. It. That's yeah, very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, let's do top of mind. Artie, what do you got? Oh, uh, first of all, the, the first thing I'm, I, I thought of when I needed to do top of mind was I am getting sick and tired of answering people's questions if I'm, if I'm crazy. Because so many people do ask me, are you crazy? Is there something wrong with you? I say, no. My mom had me tested twice. But uh, we forgot one little part. Back when I was being tested, they called it mental retardation. Mm-hmm. No joke. They actually, and I said, to, I said to the gentleman that was answer, asking me all these questions, I said, "Excuse me, but why are you asking me all these questions?" Because I had no idea. They took me to the university and they were asking me these questions. My are you, mom and dad you, really, you're ser- you're I'm dead serious. Oh, wow. So I said, "Why are you asking me all these questions?" He looked at me very calmly and said, "We're trying to see if you're mentally retarded." Those were the words he used, mentally retarded. Okay, well, that's the, that's the term we were used to. Well, I passed with flying colors. I was just, they, they came to the conclusion that I was just lazy. <laughs> I am lazy. I could have told them that. All they had to do was ask me. That's an but they odd didn't. thing, though. That's yes. their determination after going to the extreme and using, yeah. obviously, terminology that people don't like to use nowadays, which I understand. Yeah. But you're lazy. Seriously, I'm just, I was just lazy. I think but, about that with a lot of kids from my elementary school when I was a kid, you know, growing up, how many of them now would be classified under a certain, you know, whatever ailment, whatever the mm-hmm. mental condition might be, right. because they were just constantly going, so they were probably the ADHD kids sure. that in the 70s, you had no idea what ADHD was. In the 80s, you had no idea what that was. Yeah, you know? well, we're, we're, we're in such, uh, our culture, unfortunately, in my opinion, we're, we're in a state where everybody has to be labeled somehow. Oh, I know. And, and I right. just think that is so harmful in a, on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Maybe we would do another podcast on that. But, you know, the minute you start labeling people, you, you start creating boundaries that really don't exist or should not exist. Yeah. That's right. Well, Very good. Pete, Pete, well can, Pete can relate because, what, when you were, you were probably on the early end of it, but in the 80s, early 80s, when I graduated high school, uh, we called people stoners. <laughs> so, like, when you were in high school... We were, you were what they call you. What? It was, it's a badge of honor, Pete. <laughs> Accept it. Move on. What was the name back then? Did they have that? They, they called me Spicoli. Spicoli, Spicoli <laughs> yes! I forgot work. about that. Mr. Hand. Mr. Yeah. Hand. Very nice. All right, Pete, top of mind, what you got? Uh, I'm trying to figure out uh, still why this lady yesterday in the grocery store decided that uh, only after she stood in line for 10 minutes, her grocery bill was rung up, put in bags, put in her uh, cart to take out to her car, did she decide that that was the first time she would reach into her purse and decide what credit card she was going to use? Like she didn't have any idea in the mm-hmm. previous 10 minutes she was going to have to pay for this You know, stuff. she was stoned. I'm Probably. telling you. Oh, yeah. Most, that's, that's most it. I think, I, I'm not sure who did the study, but I think they said 95% of the people over age 75 are on something. I'm on. I'm on three things. I'm on three Me- things Medicare. Right now. Medicare. Four. Four things. They're on no, Medicare. Yeah, no, thank you. It's something that you ingest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see. From a little Max, From a little uh, minder that says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's. I got, when, I got two of those. That's when you know you've really reached a, a new level, <laughs> oh, right? Shit. I've got two of you those. You have two pill minders. I have two pill minders. Wow. Yes. One for morning supplements, and and the other one for the evening drugs. <laughs> yes. And well, the, well, evening the evening drugs are the most drugs. fun ones. I'm sure they Christina's are. Christina's going to have something to say about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of, I have something to say about that. Speaking which of is your, I don't uh, like them. Speaking of your evening drugs, my uh, top of mind, El Pacino. Uh, several weeks back here, just recently announced he's going to become a father again at the age of 83. Wow. This is I'm gonna, really surprised he could find his penis this at 83. Gonna, this is definitely going to prepare him for his next role in See Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> See Alice in Wonderland? There she is. See her? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. 83. I'll keep my mouth shut. And on the heels of De Niro. Yeah. De Niro, yeah. same thing, but... Uh, yeah, I think I kind of know where we all come down on that. Yeah, you know, kids deserve to have parents for as long as possible. Uh, that, yeah. that would totally be agree. Ideal. Yeah. It's well, really, it's a disservice to that well, child. And I mean, as much respect as I can say that, it in many ways it is. Yeah, well, no, I totally agree. Remember what happened to Radar O'Reilly on Mash? He, his father was really old. He was like seventy-eight years old. He goes, "The first time we played peekaboo, he had a stroke." <laughs> peekaboo. Whoa. <laughs> It was a great line. That's hysterical. Gary Berghoff. Yeah. Well, he, when that show ended, so did his career. <laughs> he was like, he, he was, was like, there was a few of them. He was on the match game a lot. That's true. Yeah. And so he was to do uh, all the game shows. Uh, Klinger. Yeah. He did that. But, you know, Aldo, Jamie of course, Fowler. went on to a great career. And I think that the guy that played BJ. And then did oh, he, he turned into a kind of wacko. Wacko. Yeah. And then activist. did McLean Stevenson do anything after he left? I think he died. I think he had a he died. He had a show called Larry. Yeah. For, uh, for, right. like maybe yeah. a season. Because he yeah, left. For one season. He left early yes, in the to, show. To be a star. Yeah. Which didn't quite yeah. happen. So we're going to flip gears here because uh, Pete's going to get the honors of uh, introducing our guest here on Boomers with Beverages. Remember, boomerswithbeverages.com. You can check out all our older podcasts as we uh, launch season number dua. Is that correct? I should I should say the other word too. What's the how you say it in Italian? Season t- two is due stagione. Oh, so it's, it's you have to flip flop it. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay, yeah. we'll learn. Yeah. St- stagione is the Italian word for season. Oh, nice. Okay. Stagione. Mm-hmm. Stagione. Stagione. So the th- I'd like some more stagione on this. So there's the four stagionis and then the three stagionis. Mo, see, Mo see. Larry, Curly, and no. Spring. <laughs> uh, st- no. And Champaroni. <laughs> Champaroni. Champaroni. <laughs> all right, we're, Mr. We're, Molina. We're, we're sliding downhill quickly. Uh, it's, it's just the common thread, so it's all good. No big deal. I want to, uh, I want to turn things over to Pete Molina, who has... Uh, graciously uh, opened up our guest seat to a, a friend of his who has quite the resume and we're going to have some fun talking with her so pete take it away yeah, well quite the resume would be quite the understatement i believe sure so, uh christine villiatoro i've known christine for about a dozen years we actually met at a leadership development course so that's how our, uh, our friendship began and christina is a functional medicine nutrition consultant with a formal education in molecular biology and over 23 years working in the life sciences industry. So I think we can probably agree she is clearly the most educated and smartest person we've ever had on the show and likely will be. At least at this table. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's not saying much. Give her credit, right? <laughs> She's currently pursuing a oh, second master's degree in nutrition <laughs> and integrative health with a concentration in human clinical nutrition and will earn her CNS certification in 2024. And if that wasn't enough, she's also a very talented singer that has fronted several cover bands over a number of years. So maybe we'll be graced uh, with her voice today. And additionally, she's a representative for Scout and Cellar, which is a wine manufacturer that has a unique approach to wine production. She'll go over that with us and we'll be able to sample some of that uh, great stuff. 
And her passion is to empower people to take control of their health journey and provide tools so that they can achieve maximum wellness. So with all that being That's said, nice. Christina, yes. I feel like I've wasted my life just listening to her resume. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So I'll, uh, Christine, I'm going to ask you a kind of an opening question here. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people, in fact, most people will tell you that they're interested in health and they want to eat healthy, et cetera, et cetera. You've certainly taken this to a, a new level. Uh, your passion is obvious because of your uh, continued education in this field. Kind of what led you to this level of uh, interest and pursuit of uh, nutritional health? Well, it started in 2009 when I started to have, um, it, by the way, thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank Gentlemen you. Gentlemen are funny. Well, wait till the end. Okay. <laughs> See if it's worth thanking us. You may us. not thank us. <laughs> so we just the, hope you don't walk out early. <laughs> the health journey started in about 2009 when I began to have some kind of unexplained symptoms in my own body. A uh, crazy little tremor with my toe and um, gut health issues and just wasn't feeling myself um, over the course of about eight years that got progressively worse. I uh, went to lots of doctors, got a lot of, you have generalized anxiety disorder, you have a number of things that I knew that I did not have. Mm. <laughs> and um, so struggled with the diagnosis for a very long time and finally found uh, some people that were really interested in integrative health. I started to see an osteopathic doctor and then a functional medicine doctor who uh, take a different approach. They take a, t a systems approach. Your systems all talk to each other in your body and they uh, really focus in on how those connections are, are um, related to how you feel. And so they started to do some testing on me and realized I had a whole bunch of allergies, a whole bunch of food allergies. Ultimately, the, at the end of the day, they learned that I had some gut dysbiosis. And we've learned over the years that your gut and the rest of your health is very connected. So the health of your gut is probably the most imperative thing that you need to get a hold of to make sure that you're well. Um, your microbiome, I don't know if you've heard that buzzword or not, mm -hmm. but it's the gut bacteria that live in your gut. And um, the, for the most part, that health journey led me to learning about food and nutrition in a way that would fix my health issues to a high degree. I was diagnosed in, in 2017 with young onset Parkinson's disease, and I didn't want to take the conventional medicine approach because I was afraid of what that looked like. I'd seen the Michael J. Fox story, and um, really from there I said, let me do this on my own. I don't want to take the cocktail of drugs you give everyone. And I went from barely being able to walk, uh, not being able to button buttons or zippers, having balance issues, having to sit down to put my you know, pants and clothes on, being dizzy all the time, uh, lots of anxiety, to kind of what I am now, which is pretty fully functional most of the time. And I did that with vigorous exercise with rock steady boxing and also um, changing my lifestyle in terms of what I was eating and what I was doing. Do you think any of the problems that you were having that you described were because of your diet? Was it caused by the diet? Absolutely. That's so, what I thought. So since that time when I was experiencing this, the research has gotten a little bit better, and they're starting to really connect neurodegenerative diseases, especially with gut health. And your diet is the most important thing that you can um, change or do to affect or 
to affect change in your gut health. Well, is that what they normally call leaky gut syndrome? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. that's what I thought. Yep. So when you're when the I've known a lot of people that have that, and they the same thing happens with them. They want to know what's wrong with me, and it, it, yeah. it literally boils down to that. Yeah, so Pete, to circle back to your question, that health journey that I was on for myself when I saw the power of food and what it could do in my own life and the fact that it could be your worst poison or your best medicine, I thought, I need to formally educate myself on this uh, so that I can teach other people. Do you think this stems, too, from the fact that over time we've become a society that relies more on on uh, processed foods mm -hmm. where 30, 40, 50 years ago, most of our food came from the ground that Absolutely. we ate. So we didn't really have all this pre-processed, you know, you go into a, a grocery store now and you watch what people buy. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It really is. Not only is it all the processed stuff, but it's 12 packs of uh, this soda, three liter bottles of that soda. Yep. And you want to like say something too. You want to say something. Well, you know, don't do that. But kinda. you know, don't I do that. I actually have said have. something before. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the lady. Get out. Well, it's kind of a bummer too, because if they would stop down and talk to you, they yeah. realize you're not doing it to be, you know, mean about it. You actually want to try to teach them something. Right. So the, the thing with the food industry is that they allow um, small amounts of things that are not harmful in your body or in their products, excuse me. But when you compound that, if you have a bowl of Cheerios and a Pop-Tart and, you know, a processed salad or processed meats for lunch, if you compound that over lots of meals over 40 years, you're going to get a toxic load in your body that your body's not going to be able to handle. You're going to add insult to injury over and over and over and over again, and then you end up with cancer and a lot of the other lifestyle-related diseases. So um, I think our food manufacturers, especially in the U.S., do us a disservice. I used to live next to ConAgra Foods, and I did mm -hmm. a tour. And um, hopefully ConAgra doesn't come after me <laughs> for saying this, but they were, do they were pulling uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese off the line, and it was uh, like six ingredients. And I said, well, this isn't the Kraft macaroni and cheese that, that we see in our grocery store. And he said, the guy said, well, that uh, batch is going to the UK. And that was when I first started to really research what we allowed in our food supply and wow. what the FDA does to um, make it okay for, for us to have low levels of You were about ready to break my heart, though. When you bring up macaroni and cheese and you're telling me that, you know, that's my... I know, me too. That's at the top of my food pyramid. Yeah, Should I know. it be a little bit lower? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's an interesting point because, as you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot in, in Europe and I've actually seen the pictures and I've actually looked at it myself. You'll, As Christina suggested, you'll see the same package the, look at the look at the ingredients. They are different in, in in different countries. There, a lot of foods that are available to us in the United States are absolutely banned in Europe, Australia, Japan, and other countries. It's it's phenomenal. It, it's 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 criminal. I'm telling you, it's criminal. Agreed. Yeah, yeah even in Mexico, because I know when we were down uh, Thanksgiving week, all of our my family got together and we were down in, in Cabo for like ten days, and you go and buy groceries there. There's stuff you can't find. And what's really fascinating about it, you, here you can go buy those five, six, seven, eight-pound bags of, like, candy, M&Ms, and you name it. No such thing down there. They have little little packages. You can't buy ginormous. And there's Costco down there, but they don't sell it. They don't sell the big bags of stuff, which is fascinating, too. 
So, uh, Christina, so you, you mentioned that you, you went through this journey and you went to a lot of, uh, you know, traditional doctors trying to get a diagnosis, got a lot of, you know, I don't, these are my words, not yours, uh, gobbledygook, uh, and you, you just weren't satisfied with what you're hearing, so you decided to, you know, sort of create your own pathway here and, and, and went to an integrative health uh, specialist. Traditionally, that type of medicinal approach has been frowned upon by Western medicine, and I know partly why, but is there any way that that is becoming a little bit more um, possible for, for mainstream medicine to include in, you know, in, in, for appropriate situations? Because there's value there in the right circumstances, I would think. It's actually more than that. So what's really interesting is there's definitely a place for conventional medicine. If I break my arm, I don't want someone to tell me to take some supplements. Right. You know, I really want to be in the care of a medical doctor who's trained to fix my broken arm. Um, I also think conventional medicine is good for acute care. So things like if you have an infection of some sort that you need immediate symptom relief. I think uh, conventional medicine is great for immediate symptom relief. The thing that um, medical schools have historically not focused on is underlying root cause of what's, what's causing these symptoms in the first place. And that is the direction that integrative medicine and functional nutrition, functional medicine is going. And that's the principles that they're, that they're founded on. And what's really exciting right now is places like Johns Hopkins, Cleveland Clinic, um, I believe there's another one, are now having a functional and integrative nutri uh, medicine arm in their medical programs. Mm -hmm. So people are starting to, re to recognize you can mask symptoms over and over and over, and you can give drugs that fix this symptom and cause another symptom, and then you give another drug to do yeah. that. Um, but people still don't feel well. No. Well, that's the thing, what you just said, that you've got to get to the root cause. And I believe there are more than one root cause. I mean, it didn't take a person 30, 40, 50 years to, to feel terrible. It took, or they didn't start to feel terrible overnight. It took them 30, 40, 40 or 50 years. And so there's a lot of causative factors that are interrelated that will cause a person to not feel good. And what I do is peel back the layers of the onion, keep backing up the truck and keep asking why, 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 how, when, and try to connect the dots a little better because it's all connected. If you have a gastroenterologist and you have a primary care physician and you have an ENT for your throat and you have a podiatrist, I guarantee you none of them are talking to each other, mm -hmm. but your yeah. body systems are talking to each other. And so that's what I like to focus on is how is all yeah. this connected? And we've also talked about this before, too, the guys and I. We, you know, boom, as boomers growing up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you never saw an ad for a pill on television. Mm -hmm. Now, what is it, half or more oh of the advertising God. you see on television is a drug. The only pill I ever saw advertised were Don's pills for backache. Yeah. Okay. That was the yeah. only thing we ever saw. Right. Or You a might cough see a, a vitamin ad or something. Or Alka-Seltzer. But now it's every pill under the sun, and, and, and again... I know people like to, to point the finger, but I think it's right. You know, big pharma has way too much control, and there's we're 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 addicted. We're a pill popping society, so you got to deal with that too. Well, and and that's and that's that's yeah, you're you're right, and it's amazing to me. I, I swear, at least three four times a year, uh, I'll be watching TV and I'll see an ad for a new malady, a, a new sickness I've never heard of. Restless I, leg syndrome. I swear to you. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Big Pharma is making up the, the symptoms and the disease, and oh, by the way, here's a pill for it. Sure. Because 
and I'm not, you know, I don't want to poo-poo, you know, science uh, progress because there's there's plenty of that, and and it's and a lot of it is good, but we're just way too dependent on on pills and quick fixes, and that's part of the reason I think it's difficult for a lot of people to do what Christina has done and other people have done because it takes work, it takes commitment, and it takes understanding, and that's not going to be done by just taking a pill. We are Boomers with Beverages. Check us out, boomerswithbeverages.com and also BWB TV on YouTube. Uh, I want to get deeper into your resume to some other fun stuff because this is incredibly important we got to talk about what we're drinking, too. So let's wrap up this first part, and then we're going to talk about our beverages. But what would you advise somebody that's listening to our podcast, dealing with similar situations, symptoms like maybe you have, or they're having their own set of symptoms, and they felt like they feel like they've been getting the runaround. They're not getting the answers they need. Where do they need to go? I would say to find a practitioner uh, that is in the functional space. So you can search functional medicine practitioners in the area where you live. And you'll come up with a list. You can go to ifm.org, which is the Institute for Functional Medicine. Type in your zip code and find a list of providers that have been trained by the originals, the people that have taught this philosophy for the last almost 30 years. It's actually been around for 30 years, but it's just now starting to gain light. Um, If you're local to Indianapolis, I I am a functional nutrition consultant. And a lot of these things have root cause in your diet, your, your exercise, your sleep, your stress, and your relationships. And we uncover and explore all of that. So you can reach me at uh, nutritionforholisticwellness.com. Awesome, Christina. Thank you. I'm going to have her switch hats, guys. And while she's doing that, we forgot to discuss, as we usually do, what we're drinking. So, Artie, what is your beverage <clears throat> on this podcast? I'm drinking a beer, and it's the worst <laughs> beer that's ever been that's ever been manufactured or brewed. It's called Michelob Ultra. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, 4.2% alcohol by volume. And it is nasty because it is very flavorless. Is that because of the st- stripping down everything, you think? or what? I know I know that's what it is. Yeah. Could, could yeah. we assume they're not going to be a future sponsor? Yeah. Uh, they will not be a future sponsor. <laughs> the, the distributor might. I'd love to talk to them. Yeah. See, I, I took the dependable route and went Sun King Cream Ale. Like, mm. You can never go wrong with a Sun King beverage, which is a local brewery Correct. in our area. So uh, kudos to Sun King. And uh, Pete Molina, you got the Sun King glass, but is that Sun, uh, Sun King product in there or no? No, that's a Modelo. Mod- oh. Modelo Especial. You like the Modelo. Yeah. Is, that, is that Italian for special or is that Mexican for special? Yeah, that's that. It's Mexican. Special. special? It's, it's special. Special. Yeah. yeah. I just spell that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to all the good folks here at AJ's Bar and Grill, uh, which so happens to be kind of a, a regular haunt for really the three of us. I think more so Artie. You, you're oh, here I come here all the time. I'm, yeah. I'm here on steak night. Tuesday night is steak night. It's $13.99 for steak, tater, and salad, and it's delicious. Taters? What kind of taters? Baked taters. Oh, man. Or you can get uh, any other vegetable. <laughs> yeah, they'll send you out back, and you just pick them out of the garden. Like collard so, Jim, Jim, can we get uh, Christina's uh, information on our website about her uh, functional? I think we, we're going to have to figure out how to do that. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. We will do that. And yeah. if I have to use Whiteout, whatever it takes on my computer screen, <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make sure yeah. it happens. It's, well, it's on my computer. What about yours? No. We'll, have, we'll make sure when we're done, we get it all so that way we can. Because obviously that's, uh, yes. that's vital information that, you know, I mean, we could talk about this for a long, long time because this, this is a huge issue across the country that's finally getting a light sh- shown upon it. Well, I have a pertinent question for Christina. Do, yes. do you practice kinesiology? Uh, no. Okay. I do not. Do you believe in kinesiology? I that, do. Okay. Good for you. What is kinesiology? 
Well, I, it, I, mean, I just she, want to know. Artie has have, no idea. I want her to talk. When I have that many letters in Scrabble. <laughs> Artie has no idea. Really. I'm, I want Christina to talk because she talks better than I does. It's a it's an arm of the medical profession that basically looks at function and structure and that, how that relates to how things are feeling, basically. Got Bodies, it. glands, and systems of the yeah. body. It can identify things. It can. It literally is uh, an amazing art. Yeah, and, and it it's, is. It's, it's, it is the, it's the use of movement and drain, like lymphatic drainage, things like that, to, like you said, move move fluids through the body and affect change, basically. So. Integrative medicine is really anything that's not conventional medicine. So think your think acupuncture, chiropractic, kinesiology, reflexology, all of that kind of stuff. See, this might not benefit us, but maybe our kids' kids. I think what we need in the future as humans is like a human version of Jiffy Lube. <laughs> so you just roll in, they plug you in, they change your fluids, and man, you are back to being 21 again. I know? know somebody who's had fluid <laughs> changes, and I'm telling you, it is not that nice. That's been around for, for a long time. They were yeah. snake oil salesmen. Yeah. Mm. We're going to drain all your blood, and then we're going to give it back to you. I'm thinking we, maybe technologically, eventually it'll get to where it's not snake oil salesman. So, all right. So we asked Christina to switch hats. Pete, you got to mention again, because we're going to go down a little bit of a different path here. So with what she has brought to share, tell everybody something else that she's involved with. So uh, she is as a representative for Scout and Cellar, which is a unique uh, winery and, and uh, wine manufacturer that uh, she introduced me to. And the, the reason that I'm attracted to it, because one, the, the wine is good, we'll get to sample it here in a little bit, but the way they do things actually dovetails very nicely into her lifestyle and more healthy. So, I mean, what better uh, thing to have on our program than a healthy way to drink? <laughs> sure. And that's essentially what... Well, uh, uh, hopefully yours is going to be more successful because Artie took that path with his beer for the show. He went yeah. with a low-carb beer, and we know what happened there. So Right. Yeah. Didn't, didn't quite work. No. No. So what you guys are tasting today is a Sangiovese from Puglia, Italy. And Scout Cellar is an interesting company um, founded by Sarah Shadnicks, who's about a little over 40 years old, uh, Female, married, two kids, and she was studying to be a sommelier. Sure, I'll have a little. Um, studying to be a sommelier, and she was not feeling the greatest while she was in school. She was tasting all these wines, and she went on a vacation to um, France and uh, stayed in a French bed and bre breakfast and had French wine all weekend and felt fine. So that she was a former attorney, so it led her to you know, investigate what the heck is going on with this wine that I'm tasting back home in the States. And she came to find out that the, um, the spirits industry, the wine and spirits industry in the States will allow um, up to 350 different chemicals to be put into the wine as processing agents and does allow toxic pesticides in the vineyard, etc. So she set out on a mission to scout the world and create a cellar, which is Scout and Cellar, um, for winemakers that are in the top 1% of quality of their grapes in their wine. So this wine, ha is no, there are no toxic pesticides in the vineyard. It's made with healthy soil, grown in healthy soil, no additives, no preservatives, um, only seven ingredients possible in our wines ever, and no added sugar. So That's does that also preclude sulfites? from this or we do have we do have some sulfites but we don't really not um, much not much so okay. the the 
the average amount is about 350 parts per million. Ours are almost all around 50, but never more than 100. Okay. And there's actually a myth that sulfites are what causes you the headache. Uh-huh. Um, there's actually more sulfites in a glass of orange juice than there is in a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's potentially the sulfites connected and mixed with all the other junk that is allowed in wine. And a lot of people are watching carbs. Like you said, you got a low-carb beer. Um, he's not watching carbs. He just got that. <laughs> I don't know who he's trying to impress, but. He's um, our, we have no added sugar. So the only sugar in our wine is, is residual sugar, which is left over from the fermentation. So as an example, this wine that we're trying is 100% Sangiovese. It has 13.1% alcohol. And it, uh, it has 0.28 grams of sugar per liter. This is three quarters of a liter. So in a glass of wine, the sugar is basically negligible, like pretty much zero carbs. I prefer no sugar in my wine. I'm sorry. But you have to no, have I some to prefer. Oh, so you don't like the sweet. I'm just saying I don't like sweet wine. Yeah, yeah these are not sweet. And yeah. you, know, you, you will not taste any sugar in most of our wines. We do have a couple of sweet ones, but we don't add the sugar. Mm-hmm. We just stop the fermentation a little bit earlier. It's got a marvelous aroma. So, Christina, I I, I, need straw. <laughs> I need a straw. <laughs> I, I'm under I'm under the impression that a lot of wineries will add sugar to uh, uh, accelerate the fermentation process. Is that accurate? They'll add sugar to accelerate the fermentation. They'll add sugar at the end for flavor. Um, a lot of times, it's about so if you buy a, a wine off of the shelf, a standard label that's there all the time on your grocery store shelf. That winemaker wants that wine to taste the exact same every time you buy that bottle. So they're going to do what they need to do in the chemistry lab in the in the winery to make the end product that's in that bottle taste the exact same. So they'll add sugar, they'll add thickeners, they'll add artificial coloring. Um, in the state of California, though, you don't have to worry because there's a law for, it's called a capitalization law, which means that California wines cannot have added sugar in them. So I want to make sure that I'm clear and not misrepresenting all wines. But a lot of mass production uh, mass production wines will have a, basically you have a chemistry experiment that's going on. These are more artisanal, more batch per batch. So the Sangiovese from this year will taste a little bit different from the one from next year. And so it's it's kind of a fun adventure to try all these wines. And then they can find this wine where? Like if, uh, because we have people listening to the podcast all over yeah i mean all over the actually the globe but in the u.s predominantly but where where can they find this particular wine this wine is available online okay and we go to market through consultants kind of like a mary Kay lady only for wine i like that so if you sell a certain amount you get a pink what (laughs) not a cadillac well i got two trips to mexico that's not shabby that's cool um i love it yeah so so it's it's one of those businesses nice um however uh it's one of the ones that's more modern so we don't have a lot of um requirements you don't have to build a team you don't you can just share the link to your wine page selling wine's kind of tricky too state to state because there's all like yeah it's so many different laws and rules and things like that it's really cool what sarah has done so she has negotiated because of the way that she's going to market we eliminate the middleman completely so we are direct to consumer company um we order online so somebody in you know, California can order from me living in Indiana and can have our wine that's from Italy shipped to them in California. I just recently uh, became aware of a, of a new wine club. I'm not going to say who it is or what it is, but I couldn't believe, and this is coming out of California, 
there three bottles of wine, but to ship it, just to ship three bottles of wine from California to like Indianapolis, was fifty bucks. That's why very is it so common. expensive? Why? Uh, wine is very heavy. Oh well, okay. Well, so that's probably that's probably the biggest reason, and most uh, wine companies don't even ship during the summer because of heat. Mm. Uh, we do. We, our wine uh, clubs, we can you can have a four bottle, a six bottle, or a twelve bottle, and they are always free shipping. In the summertime, there is a five dollar wow. surcharge to put the cold pack stuff inside of there. But yeah, um, glass is heavy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's why that's why we. Um, experience a lot of clubs and a lot of wine shipments being uh, expensive. That doesn't seem like a lot of money. Fifty bucks to 50 ship. Fifty bucks to ship three bottles. I know, away. but it's glass. It's a bottle. It's, I it's understand. Bre- it's breakable, so they got to be. F- you know, you watch these guys the way they throw boxes around at FedEx sure. and Amazon. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Oh yeah. They, they can't a, do that. They broke with a TV this. in front of my neighbor's house. Oh my gosh. That's and incredible. our our current, um, you know, our current policy is that if you, it's fifteen dollars flat rate until you reach a hundred and fifty dollar order, and then mm-hmm. it's free. That's pretty impressive. Interesting. Yeah. And I have very I have to correct myself. It's shipping included. This is one of those law okay. things, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're good. You're good. So I, I've ordered an, a number of times from Christina that the, the, they come very timely. Yeah. Very elegantly packed. I mean, it's 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 well done. It's not just thrown in there. And the 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 wines are are very very good. Well, and, if I'm, you and like I'm a, it. and I'm a wine snob, so I. I so you can taste Sangiovese. Sometimes Sangiovese. Right. Would you guys like to do a little mini tasting? I just did well, a just tasting. Did, just tried and I it. And I'm not a wine guy. Right it. It. I'm not the guy. Oh yeah, the aroma was remarkable. Did you what? not see his face disappear for like five minutes? <laughs> yeah. I did. He was like dicks, in the cup. Yeah, his red solo cup. That's the so, best way. To, yeah, this is the best way to try wine cup. is red solo cup. So, Christina, is there any way you could create a QR code we could put on our website if people wanted to uh, order wine through you or through Peter, Scout I already Teller? have one. Nice. You do. I do. But we'll put it on our social media first, because that'll be the quickest way we can get it out there. That's great. Thank you. Yep. No, we'd love to do that. Absolutely. And I'm just going to quickly plug our coffee as well. Go for it. So the coffee that we have is, I'm not sure if you know this, but the coffee industry is very dirty. Um, Not not only in crop uh, quality, but also in ethics. Okay. So we Mm. actually make sure that our, our coffee is from... Um, the coffee that you have in your hand, there's a whole uh, bean coffee from Guatemala and Honduras. It's a 50-50 blend. And we know the farms that it comes from, so we're also eliminating some of the middleman uh, story. But the really cool thing about this coffee is that it's low acidity, which means the pH of it is higher, so it's not as hard on your gastrointestinal system. And it is te- tested for mold and mycotoxins. Over 60% of the coffee on the market has mold in it, to the level that is allowable in our food products. Wow. Allowable. Right. And ours has absolutely zero. And nice. we, we, we make sure that we test that. And it's also the same um, availability. You can order it online. It's available as a subscription or just one-time order at a time. And many people that have to put a lot of cream and sugar in their, in their coffee <laughs> um, say that they can drink this coffee black. Which and I'm one of those people. Mm. That's impressive. Yeah. I love it. I only yeah. drink black coffee, so this is this is going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, I look forward to hearing your review on of it on an, a future. Sure. Oh podcast. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll know pretty quick because you you probably drink more coffee than any of us. Actually, I, I, I'm I, not I a backed off. Drinker. I ba- had to back off because of my PAC. You know, the heart thing I had, the valve that sure. would close. Right. Making me dizzy. Well, I stopped drinking so much coffee. I, I usually drink about twelve cups of coffee a day and then switch to tea at night. 
that didn't work, and that's what was giving me my problem. Okay, I'm Once gonna I make started you, doing uh, that, I got bad. I got I'm going to make you switch your hat again, but before okay. we come back to the, the next part of your res- resume with the last <laughs> few minutes that we have for this podcast, just want to remind everybody to uh, visit our website, boomerswithbeverages.com. And thank you for listening because we, uh, you know, it's quite the process because there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are currently out there on all the platforms, a, a wide variety. And we are proud to say we have done over 60 plus shows, which is very rare in the podcast world. Even the major podcasts, I was noticing the other day with uh, a podcast that I love to listen to. Uh, it's the, uh, the the David Spade podcast, Dana Carvey podcast that they do, and they're getting mega guests, of course. Yeah. And they've only done about the same number, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's some podcasts that have been around from day one, but really, for the most part, you know, we're we're really trying to find that audience. So we appreciate you listening and letting people know, because that's really what's important to us right now is that you pass along Boomers with Beverages. Give it a listen. You know, the website's good, but it's more important that you listen to the podcast right now. That's where we want people to go, and we're everywhere. So whether you listen on Apple, whether you listen on Google, on Amazon, on Spotify, and there's so many others, you'll see that on our website, too. All of the different platforms are on there, so you can check that out and uh, find out where you can listen while you're driving, while you're sitting by the pool, or you're already sitting by the garden drinking wine. Mm, wine in the garden. Wine in the garden. There's nothing more fun. Whining in the garden? <laughs> well, actually, there is something more fun, but that's another yeah, podcast, that's podcast I have to do later up. today. That'll, yeah, that'll be something else. <laughs> All right, so back to Christina. For the entertainment world uh, is something you've been part of as well, so tell us a little bit about this. So I grew up around mm. music. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was in a very, very, very popular band in Kansas City uh, called Magic, for over 20 years they played. Um, they were like the popular cover band in Kansas City. My youngest memories involve uh, banging on a tambourine on, on his stage during practice and be, like sitting in the barrel speakers and just letting the music vibrate my body. Um, he, taught, he taught me to play. He taught we me have to, a lot of jokes about that, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> he taught me to play the piano when I was very young. He played would play Beatles and Eagles and all kinds of Everly Brothers types of songs to teach me harmony, so vocal harmonies. And uh, probably when I was in college, I started to be very interested in performing um, and got together with some friends after college and uh, sang in a classic rock cover band called Mantra. We didn't play out too much, but we played kind of backyard parties and friends' houses and things like that. And then I was in a band in Omaha called Charmed and Dangerous. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah, great. that was pretty fun for a few years. And I was the lead singer, and I played a little bit of keyboards. And then I came to Indianapolis and was in a band with friends of mine called uh, Penthouse Suite. You know the people that have that band. Who? Uh, Jim Kennedy, uh, you know Jim Kennedy from Starburst? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I played in that band with those guys for about a year. And then due to some personal circumstances with the health of my mom and just my own personal health, I stepped away from the actual stage, but I still sing and play piano and try to be around and amongst music as much as I possibly can. You uh, you truly are one of the most boring 
people. I, I, I don't know. I really, really. I, I'm beginning to wonder why Pete even had you on their show. I have no idea. Oh what, what, my do you, God. what do you do? I mean, it's like, my gosh. And I, I've heard her dad sing a rendition of a, uh, oh, wow. a Frank Sinatra song. It was just, it's it, no, that's really, really good. And he can, he can pull it off. Well, and that's, you're also, that was a, that's such a great music hub anyway for all genres of music, but that's just impressive. So, yeah, thank you. That's pretty neat to have that outlet considering everything you've dealt with physically through your life and everything, music must just be a great escape. Well, I, I've always said I was the perfect combination of the right, lane, right brain, left brain, because I'm very scientific and very analytical, but then also creative. And that's, I'm not sure where the scientific and analytical came from because both of my parents are very creative. But the biology was, you know, took my breath away when I was really small, and I followed that through for my education. But it's nice to escape from that yeah. in the music. That's absolutely, utterly awesome. And we're so grateful that uh, you were able to carve out some time in between the 801 things you're involved with every day <laughs> to uh, share your story on, on Boomers. Pete, nice. Thanks, Pete. Pete's yeah. got some great friends. He's brought, he's brought a few folks by on the podcast, and they're all... S- just amazing people. So I, I want to have her back because I want to talk about being a small yay. Oh, Ooh. for sure. Yeah. I really want to talk about that sometime. You, you just want an opportunity to drink more wine. He does. That is true. Okay. Christina, Sorry. thank you. Appreciate not- it. We're going to uh, <laughs> we're going to get all this the information delicious. you leave to Pete. Get the QR code to us, and I'll get that on there as quick as possible. Okay. Definitely going to get some stuff on our website, Pete Molina, because we got to we got to plug the the wine, coffee, and Christina. If people need to reach out to her. From the what would be the proper terminology as far as the uh, the nutrition the stuff? Nutrition, yeah, what's your, what's the title that you? I'm a functional medicine nutrition consultant. Okay, that's a long well, business card. It is a long business card. I will be yeah. a uh, a clinical nutrition specialist <laughs> bank. soon, but <laughs> I bank. I don't have the credentials. The state of Indiana does not require credentials, does not require licensing, so I'm officially just a consultant. That's because the really state of Indiana doesn't give a rat's ass about nutrition. It's so true. That's like, you could problem. be a plumber and hang up a sign that says I'm a nutritionist, and they wouldn't care. Yeah, a they functional, no nutri- functional nutrition consultant. Fun- consultant. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. There's a bank by that name, FNC. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. We'll have you back for sure. Thank Just you please. very much, Thank you guys. so much. Appreciate it. Pete Molina, thank you, sir. Appreciate you... Uh, having and inviting your guest onto the program, Artie Widgery. Kiss my ass. I will. <laughs> wow. not sure where that fit into the show. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, She's you handing card. out cards. I love it. I got the five of spades. And there's the QR code. That's the Don't forget to send that to wine. me because that's going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, we and want the QR code for the, for the, the wine. wine. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. The wine, by the way, this is yeah. it's a li- smidge. I, I got one. Oh, that's a different one. That's the wine. She's got Scout a card for everything. <laughs> Scout and cellar. Well, uh, uh, let me tell you something. This is very good. I like this a lot. Uh, it's a little bit bitter, uh, but I like it. I like dry or? wine. I prefer dry wine. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a dry, a dry one. <laughs> but bitter's not dry. Okay. What? Pete and Artie are going to have bitter, a little. It's dry, but no, it's more bitter yeah. than I than I am right. used to. That's all. Christina, thank you. As they, I'm used as, to the as, mold. As Statler and Walder continue. <laughs> to <laughs> we buy. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, Boomerswithbeverages.com. We appreciate everybody uh, checking us out on the website. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. This has been a blast. Christina, Artie, you're the best. Pete, a close <laughs> second. <laughs> close. <laughs> We always like to leave with a little yeah. bit of... Uh, I little, know the pecking order. A little bit of humor to go, so I'm going to leave you with this. And this is uh, borrowing from uh, one of my favorite memes that I saw recently. Uh, media reports that people in Dubai wouldn't understand the humor of the Flintstones. 
But I know for a fact that people in Abu Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> Until next time, we are Boomers with Beverages.